Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, I wanted to mention I went to the Bruins game the other day. Uh, with my girlfriend Julia, who is a Chicago Blackhawks fan, and the Bruins beat them in the final minutes of the game, uh, or in the final minute, which is uh, basically if the Bruins lost that game, I, I probably wouldn't hear the end of it for the rest of my life. So, like, thank you, fucking great, right, Julia? <laughs> it was 17 seconds, it was not minutes, it was 17 seconds, it was a lucky fucking slap. And we were trying to make something bigger, it actually was bozo. <laughs> 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 That's not the cool note that I guess. Oh god. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 50 of season three of Bruce and Bruins. A the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by DraftKings. I always want to say Bruins Diehards, but I haven't heard from them in a long time. Yeah, it's been a, um, it's been a while. I think we're, if you go to their website, though, we're still on there, so well, that's nice. Yeah, but also like check out Pride Diehards because that's like that's still, alive still, and well. Yeah. yeah, we're going strong. We, we love we're them presented by Pride Diehards. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll have them on the now. podcast soon. Like, I think. I'm kind of just waiting for the playoffs, I think, for uh, yeah. for that. So if you're, if you're looking forward to big... the Pride diehard people coming on. They're coming on whether they like it or not. Yeah, um, they don't want to, but they'll be on here. Brews and Brews Podcast, Hockey Podcast Network. Sorry, the Hockey Podcast Network. There's no other. Um, DraftKings, Pride Diehards. Uh, I'm Drew Johnson. We got Chris Gear. We got Richie Flores to replace Cam. Uh, it's yeah, basically he's, Cam 2.0 right yeah, here. He's a lot better. Podcast whether he wants to be or not. <laughs> no, Cam's hanging out with his brother right now. Uh, Richie was just on the last episode too. I guess this is kind of part two. Um, but is anyone drinking anything new? No, I got the same. Want to re-review their drink? I would love to re-review. <laughs> um, go for it. How is it now that you're one deep? See how the ratings have changed. Check in with we'll, Lance. We'll see. I think I remember the ratings, but all right. We've got Wild Barrel Brewing Company. I don't think I mentioned this the first time, but Wild Berry is in San Marcos, or Wild, Wild Barrel is in San Marcos, California, which is North County, San Diego. Um, they're mostly known for their sours. Um, I feel like Cam would like a lot of their, their sour beers. Um, too bad he's no longer with us. Um, and it is St. Patty's on the juice. 
Uh, happy St. Paddy's Day yesterday to everybody. Um, I am not particularly Irish, but I do observe the high holidays. Um, hazy, juicy IPA with a bunch of different kinds of hops. 7.8% alcohol. Let's give it up. No, wait, let's give it up. So interestingly enough, the the like bitter finish on the beer has has kind of dulled as I've gotten used to it. So I think the taste ability is going to go up. I think I gave it an 11 or the drinkability is going to go up. I gave it an 11 last time. I'm going to go with a 14 and taste ability. Yeah, still really enjoying that complexity. There's a lot going on there. I think I didn't really describe what the flavors were last time. It's like floral and orangey kind of. Um, definitely, definitely some good citrus. Maybe some pineapple going on. It's it's definitely tropical, which is interesting because it's a beer with like a, a like hipster leprechaun on the front of it. It doesn't remind me of St. Patty's Day at all. But, I mean, it's a good-ass beer. I really like it. Tasteability, uh, I think I had it at 35. It's still 35. My turn? Go for it. Uh, yeah, sorry. I forgot I was hosting. Yeah. <laughs> Richie, what you got for a drink there? <laughs> good thing you can fix it in post. <laughs> I won't. We don't, we don't do any of that. We're, we're too late to that. <laughs> We think it's more authentic, you know, to just roll with it. And uh, in radio, we call those pregnant pauses. That's what we call so it's like it's to add dramatic effect. And usually, you don't like it. Anyway. That was a that was a third trimester pause right there. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I, I'll shout out um, Greenwood Brewery again, straight out of Phoenix, Arizona. Cool thing about them, once again, like I mentioned in the last episode, they are all women owned. You can go check them out. Their website is greenwoodbrews.com. That's the name of their website. If you're ever in Arizona, go check them out. I want to go check them out. I haven't been to their actual brewery yet. They have actually a pretty good selection of beers here, too, that I'm looking at now that I see it. Um, it just so happens that this is the only one that they have available in stores. And I got this at Sprouts. So, um, and I, I, like I said, I liked it the first, first time. So, what did I give? I gave it right in the middle. I think I gave it. Um, 17 and a half on the on the drinkability and then 22.4 on the tasteability that i may have swapped you, you went you went 18 and a half um, okay yeah oh so yeah. no but it's different there now it's yeah, 17 we... and a half so you know after you've had a few sips or or full one you, it changes so so, so you yeah, have science there there's a science there and we're going to delve more well, chris will delve more into it as our astronaut <laughs> oh, oh I, I wasn't going to go into that i was going to just piggyback on and say um I remember we had one of Cam's buddies on who's a who's a brewer and one of the things that he was saying uh I mean we, I learned a lot from him in that episode go back and listen to that it's from like a year and a half ago or something um and uh he was saying like one of the things that you want to look for in if you want to you know kind of test the quality of a brewery is do they have a good pilsner um because if they have a uh, apparently pilsners are some of the hardest beers to brew because if you have any, any imperfections in your process it becomes really obvious because the you know the pilsner is such a crisp beer and it's like a very clean flavor 
Um, so yeah, if they have a good Pilsner, I trust them. I've also yeah, become a good. huge Pilsner person recently. I kind of like love the interesting, subtle aftertaste that they can imbue into those beers. The paper person Pilsner people, Thunder Mifflin. <laughs> That's the name of the episode right there. Um, if sure. you're an office fan, you got, no, I don't know. Um, I got, oh, did you rate? Did you re-rate or did you just? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm losing. I thought, I thought Chris was reviewing. I'm, I'm your host, Drew Johnson. Welcome <laughs> to the Brews and Brews podcast. I got a busy, hard seltzer um, with antioxidant vitamin C. So when my, uh, my girlfriend picked these up, and I had never heard of Izzy, and then I featured one of them on the podcast, and then Cam had known them, and I feel like uh, our guests had known them as well at that time, so I was like, whatever. Um, usually, I'm like a to, like the go-to seltzer. Now, they're like coming out at like breweries and stuff, and it's becoming like beer and cider, where you're just kind of like, they, they have a couple, and they have their own distinct tastes, and, and shit like that, but... Um, you know, usually when I drink seltzer, I just go for like Bud Light seltzer, Corona seltzer, you know, whatever, just with the name brand. So Vizzy, I like, they have like a bunch of like weird flavors. Like this one's pineapple mango, which I feel like is not one you like see too much. Um, and I actually haven't had the pineapple mango, so we're going to see. Drinkability off the bat, 37 um, out of 37. That's, yeah, that's, uh, that's a 100% drinkable. Tasteability, it's definitely mango heavy, but you have that little like pineapple at the end, like the little pineapple aftertaste, which I actually kind of like, because I think when you combine fruits, like in any drink, it can either go really good or really fucking awful. Um, and I didn't really think of pineapple and mango as like a good combo, but here we are uh, 20 seconds later. And yeah, <laughs> and, uh, the tasteability, 37 as well. Just Damn, dude. The I mean, perfect drink in terms of you can drink it and you can taste it. Not it's, that it's, yeah. I, I would not really recommend it, but. <laughs> 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 See, that's the, that's the, the beauty the, of our rating system. It doesn't mean the drink is good. Um, <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Um, I want to mention I went to the Bruins game the other day uh, with my girlfriend Julia, who is a Chicago Blackhawks fan, and the Bruins beat them in the final minutes of the game, uh, or in the final minute, which is uh, basically if the Bruins lost that game, I, I probably wouldn't hear the end of it for the rest of my life. So, like, thank fucking Christ. Right, Julia? <laughs> it was 17 seconds. It was a lucky fucking slap shot. When we were trying to make something bigger, you actually won both of them. If that's not the cold open, I quit this podcast. Oh, God. Uh, that might have been one of the better moments on Bruins and Bruins history ever. Um, yeah, you fucking bozo. <laughs> you fucking bozo. I love it. Um, oh, Love you. Um, and yeah, so I guess that's that caps off my experience. I'm not going to go into it any further than that. <laughs> Who else has something to contribute? I mean, as far as like sports, sporting events attended um, this this past weekend, I went to the San Diego Seals lacrosse game. Um, 
if anybody's not watching NLL games on ESPN Plus, I think you're missing out. Um, honestly, ESPN Plus just kind of becoming hugely worth it based on uh, NHL, PHF, NLL stuff. Um, I think indoor lacrosse is one of the the coolest sports going on right now. Um, just been doing a bunch of like I'm I'm a season ticket holder. Been it, the it, it's obviously not super well attended, so uh, they do a bunch of promos and just kind of give out a bunch of free tickets to season ticket holders just to probably boost concessions and stuff. But I've been bringing a bunch of coworkers to games and having an excellent time. Um, this past game, the uh, the Seals scored with 1.3 seconds left to win the game. Um, very exciting stuff. I, uh, I I made some noises I'm not proud of, but. I get excited at sporting events. When do Cat and I get to go to a game? I Dude, know come out here. La- I know nothing about lacrosse, but it seems so, like a lot. As, as, as of as of the release as of the release of this podcast, Cat will be going to a game tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we got a solid month or so left in the season. That's Saturday, know. if you're trying to do the math. I was I was trying to do it. <laughs> wait, wait. Um, uh, yeah, Friday content. Okay. Yeah, cat's cat's gonna be in town uh, today as of when this episode's released. And well, that's, uh, yeah, that's great to know because that means I can go full bachelor and have the place to myself, baby. Let's go. Yeah, Woo! man. <laughs> Ranger Drew, come on down, baby. Word, yes, come on that's down it. across country. I'll Let's come, go. Me and Cam will come out there. And we'll Richie's address them, uh, is. We'll watch uh, the LA Rams replay of them winning the uh, Super Bowl. You, me, and Cam, and it'll be a good old time. I'll just be sitting there as a Pats fan, wondering why Tom Brady came out of retirement. Fucking dick. Anyway, that's another. It's another subject. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, like, so my roommate and I have uh, our two tickets, and then we have an extra one. Um, that we that we purchased and then over the last couple of weeks we've been offered like four extra in addition to that so just been trying to get people to jump on in and uh make it a grand old time um i, I think my, my favorite thing both for for those games and for uh gulls games which are the um it's the minor league team for the ducks they play in san diego um there are two breweries right within walking distance of of the arena. Um, a lot of good concerts stuff and stuff at that arena as well. I've seen Cage the Elephant there, Drew. Um, Shouts well, to your hat. See, want to come see Modest Mouth in, Por- uh, Modest Mouse in Portland uh, Memorial Day weekend? I've, I've seen Modest Mouse uh, within the last couple of years, so I think I'm all set. I truly didn't like some of the uh, whatever their newest album was uh, oh, okay yeah yeah I think it was like the first music that they released where I was just like I disagree with the existence of this um, <laughs> uh, I I think uh, I think Lampshades on Fire is a really good song and that was one of their like newest like previous to that album like I, I think they've been making good music for a really long time um this latest album is not not one of those things. All right, episode um, title: Chris Gear hates modest. Mouse. <laughs> disagrees with modest. Mouse. <laughs> disagrees with modest mouth's existence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
good times. Have Have we been going to like a bunch of concerts recently, Richie? I saw you went to a couple of things. Of course, it's always concert season when I'm when I'm around, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so my first concert in 2022, I went to go see Glass Animals. Ooh. Cool story about that is that uh, they originally were going to do a show at a little bit bigger venue, about 35 to 4, uh, 3,500 feet or so. Then the week of, just a few days prior, they announced that they're going to do a second show the night before the big show at a much smaller venue, which holds about five, about a thousand people or so. And I got a chance to go to the smaller show, and I, I saw Glass Animals live back in September at a festival. And every, when I saw I saw them live for the first time, I, I immediately got hooked on their music. And so I love their most recent album called Dreamland. That's and, that's uh, one of my favorite ways to like find bands is like going to festivals and just kind of going and seeing random bands. That's yeah. how I discovered Houndmouth, maybe like I don't know, two years before anybody knew who they were. Um, I, I fell in love with KG Elephant, who's now my favorite current band, because they opened for the Black Keys. Like I just like I, I like had known uh, of them. I had, like heard "Ain't No Rest for the Wicked" and shit. Like I just didn't know them that well, and then I saw them live. I was like, every chance I get, I'm gonna see them live. So yeah, yeah, I got to go to that. I got to go to that show. It was incredible. It was great, and I uh, can't wait to see them come back through town again. I don't know what my next concert's gonna be. I've been trying to figure that out lately. There's a couple different shows on my list of I want to go see, but haven't bought tickets for yet. Uh, my the next one on my Actual list, you're gonna make fun of me for this. That's perfectly fine. I don't care. The next concert I have tickets for is to go see Andy Grammer come up in June. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, he is that one song. Is he on a kid show for Grammar? <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, I don't. I don't even remember the name of the song, but I would. Uh, you would know it if you heard it. Is the is what I would say. Okay. Should have just made the artist name that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you'd um, know it if you heard it. It was a great, it was a great band name. Um, my, my next concert is the same as the last one I've been to. Well, if you don't count like local Portland bands, which by the way, Rigometrics, if you live in Maine, Portland, Maine, hit up one of their shows. They're fucking great live. They should be getting a, a record deal soon. They're dope. Um, but I saw Spoon with Julia back. Yeah, it was, uh, it was before Omicron. It was so probably like October-ish. Uh, oh, I think it was in October. Um, and then we're going to see uh, they're playing in Boston House of Blues on her birthday uh, in April. So we're going to be going there for her birthday, hanging out. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I love Spoon. And it just they're, wound up They're perfect. one of the best live bands. Oh, yeah, they're, they're great. Like, they... I had never I've I've loved them since like high school and then I saw them in like 2018 or 19 whenever Cage the Elephant and Beck did that tour Spoon opened for them yeah we both went to that tour yeah I, I went, went and saw yeah. that on my birthday <laughs> yeah um and they were great I saw I got I saw them back-to-back -back nights live like they were awesome so I got to see them the third time this will be my fourth and I think that makes them Behind Cage the Elephant, the band I've seen most live yeah, in my life. I've, which is, I've seen them. They're fucking great. I've seen both of them and Cage the Elephant four times, I think. And Cage, Cage the Elephant, like I really like them. I, I think they're a great live band. I think 
I've never gone to see them specifically to yeah. see them. Yeah, it's always been the other band they're with. Yeah, I, I, I've seen them with Portugal to Man. I saw them with Spoon twice, I think. Um, and I saw them. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't remember who else I saw them with, but I've seen them a handful of times. Modest Mouse and you didn't like their existence or whatever. <laughs> no, I saw Modest Mouse, Mouse with the Black Keys. A good combo. Yeah. Uh, so what I what I've got coming up, I've got, man, I've got some weird ones. I've got The Offspring, which is like my hell yeah, bro, childhood yeah. favorite band, and they always open their tours in San Diego because they live uh, like a little bit north. Um, they're one of the few bands that does San Diego but not LA, um, which I love. <laughs> That's very much uh, that. I love that. And they're they're playing right in right in my backyard. They're they're going to be at SDSU, so it'd be pretty oh. tough to say no to that. I thought they were actually um, going to play in your backyard. No, like, but like walking distance from my apartment, pretty tough to say no. Um, oh, absolutely. I, I've I, I think they're probably the band I've seen the most times. I think this will be my sixth time seeing them. Um, but most of those were before I turned twenty one. <laughs> um, then I'm going to see Heim. Uh, in LA, oh. um, they're yes. doing that. They're doing that tour with Waxahachie, another, uh, I, I guess, solo act that I really like. Um, I've seen Waxahachie a couple of times. Um, I've seen Heim once before, but uh, I, I'm excited to see them play their new stuff. Actually, I saw Heim play with Lizzo. Lizzo was the opening act for oh. them, and it was before Lizzo kind of blew up. It was it was very interesting. Like seeing her do her like full on performance like with with all the dancers and everything and i was like who is this person uh i i am very interested in this and then uh then she like really blew up right after that but um after heim got pearl jam um, Ooh, i saw pearl jam very randomly at fenway one time and almost got kicked out i've never seen pearl jam play i'm I'm like a medium Pearl Jam fan. Like I, I like their music. I was never just uh, like they were never my favorite of the like Seattle bands or of that era. Um, but I mean, I'm glad they're still playing. I, I, I like some of Eddie Vedder's solo stuff, too. So I'm not like averse to seeing them. I think it would be pretty exciting, especially since I, I do. I like a lot of their their hits and stuff. So it's probably gonna be a fun concert to go to. Um, yeah, I think. uh I think that's basically it. I got a, I got a few more coming up eventually, but um, yeah, it's when I went to Pearl Jam randomly to see uh, like with my parents to see them. They're just my dad had gotten tickets and they're at Fenway. Um, <clears throat> my <laughs> the, the reason we almost got kicked out was uh, there's some people uh, passing around some joints in our area. Um, and so naturally, my mother and I were like, of course, if you're offering. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, we took a puff, passed it around. It came back to us, took a puff. Right when we passed it, um, the security came down and was like, hey. <laughs> my mom was like, whoop. It's like, Drew, look at the concert. Just fucking look. Just fucking look at the concert. Pretend you have no idea what's going on. Uh, and we were fine, but the other people holding the joint were, were kicked out. So it sucks for them. Um, great, you know, the great life lessons you learn from your parents. So I, on I, that, mean, I, I was like 21 anyway. It wasn't like I was like a kid, but 
so uh b- before we move on from concerts i like so the the pearl jam tickets were purchased in 2019 um oh because they postponed that that's just been postponed for for years and years and they postponed it to like pretty soon it's on may 3rd and the funny thing is uh the i was supposed to go see run the jewels and rage against the machine in phoenix i guess in glendale um oh my god my dog is is yelping in the background i promise that he's fine um I, i was supposed to go see them on i think april 4th or something like that but they postponed again for the second time to february 2023 and man like that's some some bad foresight because they didn't account for like omicron's gonna be omicron's gonna be kind of like trailing off at that point and everything's gonna be fine by then but then february i don't know maybe this is another uh variant going around and they're gonna have to postpone shit again like this yeah uh understand the like cautiousness but I think like it's very funny that Pearl Jam is like rescheduling their tour for like right when other bands are like rescheduling their tour to like the following year. Um, something you mentioned earlier, Chris, was the offspring, and my friend's got a girlfriend, and she plays DraftKings. The NHL season has been packed with <laughs> dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As 360 rolls, between the legs windmill as the action rolls on DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports bank partner of the NHL has your shot to win big two new customers can bet just one dollar in any team and get 150 dollars in free bets if they win that's right a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you feel the sweat like never before, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150, $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, unless we got anything else on uh, music, we got two listener questions and then a quick game. Woo! Um, first question is from Rob Schlosser at rschloss33. Thoughts about the Felino nozick Lazar line. Um, my thought really is just like they, they all have the same kind of play style. Like they all have the same kind of mentality. It's that <clears throat> it, it's that just dirty work, like whether that's playing physical, whether that's going hard into the corners, hard four check playing, you know, have that defensive mentality too. Like they're just, it's not a maroon line, but it's just, you know, it, it's good for like modern day fourth line NHL. Like I thought Felito would be a third liner, but he's the kind of guy who's going to play whatever role is dished to him. And he's a leader, um, you know, I would assume in this locker room just because of his veteran presence. But I mean, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think it fits really well with how the top three lines are playing right now. I mean, 
my general stance on fourth lines is you want to go either hard one way or the other. You can't really play the middle game or anything. Like you don't want to put like two heavies on the fourth line and then just like stick one skill guy down there because that guy's just going to kind of languish and not really be able to, you know, do anything with that. I think, I think if you did a, a fourth line, like back when, when Coolman was still with the team, like if you did like a Coolman Lazar, Oscar Steen fourth line, that would be a really exciting fourth line. Um, but I don't think you need that depth scoring all the way down on the fourth line. I think if, you know, if you get five goals out of a fourth liner, like fucking great, like brilliant. And you can't really account for when those five goals are going to come. And usually they're going to be pretty lucky. So, I mean, I don't care if you use that fourth line to put a bunch of bangers out there, but at least those guys are all capable of scoring. Um, and I think they're all also really adept at playing the defensive game. And that's, I think mostly what you want at that fourth line. You want to be able to turn it over to the top line without giving up any goals. Richie, cause we know you've been paying so much attention to the Bruins fourth line. Uh, no, what are, what are your thoughts on any fourth line? Just like any of them. Just like any of the 32 fourth lines. You're on mute, Richie. Dude, I couldn't even tell you who the Coyotes fourth line is. <laughs> um, awesome. <laughs> it's like, it's true. It's, I don't know. Congratulations to Austin Krauss, though, who scored a hat trick against Ottawa. We're, we were, full disclosure, we were recording on Monday, and the Coyotes beat the Ottawa Senators 5-3. to three. The Cowboys had 13 shots on goal. Ottawa had 45. And Lost and Crowd scored a hat <laughs> Good stuff. Hockey's wagon, winning. baby. The wagon rolls on. Back um, to you, Drew. Rob's <laughs> other question uh, it says, question mostly for Drew, but open to all. But what Bruin uh, would you most want to grab a THC cola with? Um. So I got two answers to this. One is Patrice Bergeron because I'd love to see him high because I feel like he's never gotten stoned in his fucking life because he's just fucking perfect. Um, the other one would just be like Brad Marchand. I'd like to see how he is. Um, but Jeremy Swayman, like I, I not even a True. THC cola. Like I just love to like rip a bomb with uh, Jeremy Swayman. Just see what that's at. Like at a frat party. He's, he's an interesting cat. I yeah. I think I feel like he had some have some interesting thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, it's just to get it's just to pick their brain while they're high. Like, just like so, you know. Wh- why do you really love hockey, man? Like, I know, like it's your life and everything, but like, what about the sport, man? Really speaks to you. I mean, I think for me, it's David Pasternak. Yeah, that would be fun too. That like was that, that that's guy. a guy who smoked some weed in his life. Yeah, for I think sure. he got some of that that check shit. <laughs> it's what made him a great hockey. As player. long as he's wearing his uh, his sunglasses from the. Uh, Lake Tahoe game. Yeah, that, that's that's why he wears he wore those sunglasses. Actually, he got ripped before that. I don't know, Richie, Brad March on everybody. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody else. Mostly because um, I want to give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> talking shit about the Coyotes recently, so he go fuck himself. Oh man. Um, Sorry, Bruins fans. I know you hate to hear that. Everybody's like, "Oh, who's this guy traction on Brad Marchand?" You can. Send all your tweets at r 4 91 and get angry at me because when he showed up and made his yippy yappy crappy crap whatever talk to talk about the Phoenix guy, <laughs> there's like 
Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> like, oh, what are you talking about? They can't play in a 5,000 seat arena. That's Bush League. It's crap. Shut your trap, Brad Marchand. Go back to licking people. You're actually <laughs> good at that. You're not good at talking about what's going on in the state of Arizona. Back to you. Sorry. I love that. That's cold open. <laughs> For Friday content. Gotta, gotta, yeah, got to choose. That's uh, going to get some good engagement on Twitter right there. I'm going to add yeah. you. Tweet and... out. Yes. Yeah. I want everybody to come after me to tell them how wrong they are. <laughs> love it. Hey, maybe maybe don't let the Coyotes come back from a, a, a two-goal deficit and almost win the game in Boston, something they haven't done like 15 years. Almost. Okay? And then you can talk about it. You almost <laughs> lost to the worst team in the league, all right? Uh, maybe hey, you should do some a fucking wagon. They're on a fucking wagon, though. <laughs> the spoked bee poking holes in the spokes of the wagon over here. <laughs> Um, this actually, this next question, I'm looking forward to Richie's answer. So we, we've gotten this actually a few times and I think, you know, at different times we've run through the lineup. I think we should dedicate a whole, uh, Friday content to this and like, think it out, like come prepared. But, um, Eric Ripperson, uh, by the way, great hockey name. Yeah. We love this name. Uh, Eric Ripperson, um, which is at Eric Ripperson. I can, I can hear Jack saying like. Ripperson rips it. <laughs> and then Brickle, yeah, Ripperson is uh such a such a, <laughs> a good player. Um, but if each Bruin in the current lineup were a beer, what beer would they be and why? Like I said, we've kind of done this before, but Richie, what beer uh would Marshawn be? Well, I mean, he's a great hockey player, don't get me wrong about that, okay? So he he but I just I just don't like what he said about the coyotes. So here's so he it'd be like a It'd be a really good, like, tasting beer, but not something you can drink a whole heck of a lot of. Because if you have too much Brad Marchand, then he can get he can piss you off really quickly. So I feel like it's a, and we've seen how trashed he can get after winning a Stanley Cup. So I feel like it'd be it'd be like a fourteen point five percent like single barrel like something or other. That is not only just a beer, but then it comes with a shot of whiskey as well. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's about right. Uh, um, I was gonna say he's a stout because he's short and stout. Here is his handle. Here is his spout. Yeah, I, I think last time I, I we got this, I gave uh, you know check pilsner to uh, to pasta. Um, I think I think Mike Riley deserves deserves a beer. Um, He's he's unconventional he to have one. Yeah, he he's he's unconventional and fun. Um, let's uh, you know what? Uh, we'll we'll give him one of Cam's favorites. He's like a blueberry sour. Like you don't see it very mm. often, but man, it's just fun. When fun you do beer. it, it gives you a heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's it for questions to wrap up here. Uh, we have a fun little game that we've been doing Friday content the past couple of weeks, which, uh, the spawn might be, uh, cause Richie, I didn't know Shane Doan still lives in Arizona. Um, so this is, this is a game called where does that former NHLer live? I still um, haven't come up with a good name for this. <laughs> <laughs> where does that former NHLer live? 
Wheel of Fortune, anybody? Okay, is it, yeah, uh, is this like that Wheel of Fortune uh, clip from a few days ago where they had the, the yeah, puzzle and nobody feather, could feather in your lap? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Um, but okay, so I got the questions here this time. So uh, there's going to be a point system here. If you can name the state or province, you get a point. Um, if you can name the major city near it, you get two points if you can name the exact town or city. So if they happen to live in Vancouver and you guess Vancouver, you get three points. Thanks for explaining um, that. Yeah, we got to have some sort of ground rules here. You know, this is a, this is going to be a grudge match here between Chris Gear and Richie Flores. Um, first one is Johnny Busick, Bruins legend. Where does Johnny Busick live? Chris, we'll start with you. Hmm. Oh boy. Yeah, of course, the former goaltender from 1983 to 1987. He won no, 43 games. What? John, Johnny Johnny Busick, oh, the, the chief, uh, Hall of Famer, retired number for the Bruins. Uh, <laughs> he, man, so. Drew has a picture of Johnny Busick serving him burgers as a child. This could have been long before uh, he decided to move wherever. Uh, but I'm going to say Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, he's not he, He's not in Boston anymore. I know this for a fact. Because obviously I know everything about him, including uh, including that great shutout he had against the Toronto <laughs> Uh, no, he, he of course lives in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada now. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Johnny Busey lives in Boxford, Massachusetts. So uh, <laughs> zero points for Richie. Two for Chris because yeah. <clears throat> he guessed the local major city. By the way, my mom, uh, an alumna of, uh, alumna of uh, Acton Boxborough High School. There you go. Uh, good friends with Johnny Busick as well. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, next is Steve Wokey. Uh, W-O-C-H-Y. He had a longer name, uh, but they uh, Americanized it, I think, because he played a long time ago. While he only played 54 games for the Detroit Red Wings, he is currently the oldest living NHL player. He is uh, as of 2020, he is 97, so he's a year or two older now. Um, so he is from Canada, played for Detroit. So where does Steve Wokey live? Uh, Richie, we'll start with you this time. Oh, um, he totally still lives in Michigan. I'm, I don't know any cities in Michigan outside of Detroit, though. So. We're just going to go with Detroit, Michigan. Man, uh, I really badly want to guess a different city in, in Michigan just because Richie doesn't know the <laughs> capital of Michigan is Lansing, Michigan. Uh, <laughs> Ann Arbor, I don't know. There are a bunch of them. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. I don't know. I, I wanted to go with like Calgary, Alberta, but... I don't know. Now I feel like I gotta I gotta go within within Michigan as well and do uh let's do Ann Arbor. 
Both of you get zero points at Salt Stay, S-T-E dot. I don't know what that means. Oh, Marie. Sault so, Ste. Marie is what that yeah. is. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I don't fucking know that. All right. Next, Lenny McDonald, uh, Flames legend. Uh, where does he currently live? I mean, I was going to guess it on the last one, so I'm going to go with Calgary. <laughs> Richie? I'm going to go with Lunenburg, Nova Scotia. All right, Chris, you get two points uh, because he lives near Calgary. Uh, he lives in Hannah, Canada, which is 163 kilometers from Calgary, 239 kilometers from Edmonton. Sick. Just so like go living, find him. Living right between those two. <laughs> if you drive like in a certain direction from uh from uh, Calgary for that would, 163 that would be north. kilometers, you might you might find them. I'm um, bad at this game. I don't <clears throat> ever want to do it again. So Next. this game is usually easier because usually you know who the players yeah, are. Yeah, no, that's not how Drew does it, okay? All right, these next two you'll know. Chris Osgood, former Detroit Red Wings. Oh, oh, yeah, I know. I Where remember does Chris Osgood? Osgood currently live? I believe... Oh, yeah, go ahead, Richie. That's you. Okay, Chris Osgood. Um, played in detroit um, i think he's still living in the united states of america so i'm gonna say he lives in the state of minnesota so i'm gonna say he lives in um minneapolis minneapolis minnesota. um i'm gonna go with hamilton ontario canada you both get zero points. He lives in Plymouth, Michigan still. Wow. I was closest, uh, is, so I should get a half in, a point. He is in yeah. broadcasting. Um, so, I, I mean, I believe he covers Detroit, uh, I would assume, living in Michigan. But, yeah, Chris Osgood. Um, another goaltender you may have heard of, uh, Ken Dryden, uh, of course, the uh, Montreal Canadian, uh, who has also been a politician and a published author since he was retired. Uh, quite the accomplished man. Um, hmm. Where does Ken Dryden currently live? It's a good place for politics these days. Um, I'm, I'm assuming he still lives in Canada. Um, I think he's Canadian. I don't know that for sure, but he's I thought from Ken Dryden was American. Actually, I've no one knows. No where one where he's from, yeah. So. I mean, he he might be American. I I just don't know. Like, he comes from an era where most uh, good hockey players were Canadian. But, um, oh man, um, if it's of any hint, apparently he lives with his happy family. Uh, uh, let me say, source. I guess. Uh, let's say he lives in Winnipeg, Manitoba. <clears throat> That's I, okay. Richie. <laughs> For a second, I thought that that's not a place, but then I realized it is because I thought you said uh, it out of order. Uh, I haven't eaten dinner yet, and I uh, have had a couple beverages. Uh, Richie. Ken Dryden lives in West Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He lives in Toronto, and this has been a great edition of former NHL players. Where do they live? Um, Worst performance name... in this game, me or Drew? We didn't know Shane Doe lived in Arizona. Um, 
All okay. There, by the way, there were four of those five players you definitely heard of. The only one that you didn't was Steve Wilkie. So I think I did pretty good on that. You be the judge. Hit us up on Instagram. We're trying to do more there. Oh, I am. Hopefully, Chris and Cam jump on board at some yeah, fuck point. Yeah. Um, Richie, where can we find you so we can shit on you for your uh, take on Marshawn? Oh, boy. Come at me, Burn Twitter. I'm ready for it. Um, it's at r 4 91 on Twitter. And then uh, the show is at Corey underscore Richie Show on Twitter as well. And, um, and yeah, yeah. And then if you go to my Twitter page, you can go back and look at me trying to put away a Christmas tree earlier in the week. Oh, fuck yeah. We never, oh, hit, we never, uh, well, well, let's, let's get, let's hit that real quick. So, so it's currently March 14th when we're recording this. And yeah, I think the last few times I was there, I, uh, I mean, I didn't hate that there was a Christmas tree up, but, uh, <laughs> it was, it was definitely necessarily noticeable. What, wasn't what you were expecting. <laughs> I was trying to, trying to play floor hockey with Isabel and, uh, trying not to knock the little baubles off the, uh, off the tree. Yeah, so I was tasked over the weekend with like, hey, Richie, can you take this down? I was like, okay, fine, good, because it's been an eyesore for three months. I don't know why we still had it up in the middle of March. I was like, I'll let, Kat was the one who put it up. I'll let her put it away. Anyway, I was tasked with putting it away. So I was like, okay, this should be easy. This is cake. Got the box down, Put tried to put the three parts of the tree into the box. It didn't fit originally. I was like, okay, well, what do I do now? I took all the parts of the tree back out the box, rearranged them inside the box again, still didn't fit. Then I was in a conundrum. I was like, what in the hell am I going to do with this? Do I just toss it out the window and throw it in the trash? Do I just like, like go like Riddler from the Batman style and like just like wrap the damn thing in duct tape and just hope it looks okay and so it doesn't fall out so we can put it somewhere? No. What I ended up doing is I had to like, I, I literally had to straddle the thing, so I had to sit on top of it. I can't really do it on the, the <laughs> camera. But I had to sit on top of the damn thing to like keep it close enough for me to get some duct tape and duct tape it shut. It took me no less than 30 minutes to do this entire process. And uh, I, I'm going to be on the record and saying, I don't even know if Kat's home yet. I don't think she's home yet, so she's probably not going to hear me. Um, she owes me Dutch Bros for going through this entire process. <laughs> making me look like an idiot because i'm sure there was a lot easier way to do it i told chris earlier i was like i just was like a man i was like screw this shit i'm just gonna put this together however way possible and it looked like crap but i got it done <laughs> how I'm many rolls of duct I'm tape she's did you home go by through? now by the way um i uh i just i didn't even use one i just used like a little bit Oh, okay. Good. The picture's up on Twitter and on and on Instagram. Yeah, you, you too. I just the... picture you using a whole thing of duct tape to like no, wrap no, no. the entire thing around. So it's trust all... me, that's that was what I was going to do if I couldn't <laughs> get this fucking thing shut. But I got it. I got I got it done. And it looked pretty good, to be honest. Some good shit. Uh, well, thanks, Richie, for coming on for not just one but two episodes, probably more than you signed up for. <laughs> Um, we appreciate it. We appreciate anyone who can tolerate us for more than 20 minutes. Um, <clears throat> All right, everybody. <laughs> All right, everybody. The Bears. This was episode 50. 50 or 50.